Welcome back to the Pylon Impact 89 FM Zone NFL Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Michael Markutch. Alongside me, as always, my co-host, Jay DeCoster. And we were not here last week. We took the week off. We had some other responsibilities to take care of. But we're back in better than ever Thanksgiving special episode here today. It is the week of Thanksgiving, November 21st at approximately 4.35 p.m. So before Monday Night Football, it's still about four, three and a half, four hours away. Uh, so a little bit different this week. Instead of going after Thursday night to get ahead of the holiday, make sure that we can get something out for you guys. We're going to go before Monday night for week 12 this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we had a, we had a great weekend of football. Not even last or not even yesterday. So we're recording this on Monday, but week ten. I mean, we're getting into that, but we had some crazy couple weeks of football. So yeah, we're gonna get into it. Obviously, two weeks to review. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna touch on every game. Not every game truly matters, but we're gonna touch on some of the ones that I thought stood out. Uh, in our talking points here coming up. But yes, Thanksgiving week is upon us. We're doing a little bit of a change with the pick this week because it's Monday. I don't really feel that it's right to pick with spreads because, first of all, those numbers are going to significantly change between now and Friday when we normally record. Plus, you never know with injuries and stuff like that. So we're going to avoid spreads this week. Every pick we're making is straight up. We'll get into kind of the rules about this week to make it special. Um, I thought with Thanksgiving, I thought it made it easier. Um, so we'll get into that here in a second, but let's just jump into some of the stuff from the last two weeks, obviously week 11 ending yesterday. Well, technically it's tonight, but yesterday was week 11 Sunday. Uh, let's go back to week 10 a little bit because there's a few games that I want to talk about starting with that Vikings bills game that went to overtime. Absolutely crazy finish. The bills were up double digits in that game, end up losing the Vikings moved to, they were a one win team at the time before yesterday. Um, but what were your takeaways from that? Oh, what, that a, what a game that was! I was at a buddy's house and we were just we were just watching the, around the action. We turned on the game and then like I, after the Josh Allen fumble, it's like oh my god, the, the Vikings are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Jefferson, or before that, Justin Jefferson made that unbelievable one-handed catch. I mean, that might be game of the year right there. I mean, there's, there's about eight or nine weeks left here, but what an unbelievable game that was! I mean, that's my game of the year as of right now. Yeah, I I think it's definitely up there. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any game that really even holds a candle to it right now, and I don't think that there is one. Maybe I mean, the Bills-Dolphins game in Miami was kind of fun. Uh, It wasn't to that level, but it just seems like, yeah, anytime the Bills seem to play, they're in a pretty good game. But I actually will admit, I didn't really see much of that game. I was obviously watching the Browns before then, which was, that's that. That joke's on me. But then right after that, I actually had to drive like to Battle Creek because I left my winter coat at my oh. house last time I went home. And it was getting super cold. So I'm like texting with my, my dad and I'm like, okay, I need to somehow get this coat up here. Like, I don't care how you do it. And he said, well, meet me in Battle Creek. So I had to drive 40 minutes to Battle Creek for a winter coat and then come back. So I missed basically the rest of the game. I missed the wild part. Um, but I was able to catch all the highlights when I got back. And yeah, I mean, you talk about the Josh Allen fumble, like that was the turning point. It was Vikings were done. Literally, they had no timeouts. All the Bills had to do was not do that. They're and just they, trying to do the quarterback statement. Yep. And it was just a miscommunication with the center and uh, Josh Allen, I guess. You know, they just, if you fumble the snap and next thing you know, touchdown Vikings. Yeah, and that was, you know, that's how they get back into it, and they end up sending it to overtime. Well, actually, no, because then right after that, Josh Allen has to go down the field in, what, like 40-something seconds to kick a field goal. Actually, it was less than that, I think. It was like 30-something. And 
they had to kick a field goal to send it to overtime, which they did. And then the Vikings were able to get a field goal in overtime, and the Bills did not score. So Vikings hung on for that victory and moved on. And, I mean, we're going to talk about the Vikings here coming up because we got to talk about their game yesterday. That was just a disaster. Um, But at the time, they were a one-loss football team. They're in full command still of the NFC North. I mean, there isn't a team even on the same, like, playing field. And Mm -hmm. the closest team to them right now is the Lions, surprises but um there's still like four and a half back three yeah i mean three, the, Vi- the three vikings will clinch that soon yeah, but, it, yeah. It, that that might be that division's gonna be wrapped up probably before anyone else um so we'll get back into them for a second but it's time to go kind of into the late window we kind of touched on this in our last episode when we talked about the colts and their decision to hire jeff saturday as the interim head coach you can go back and listen to that one if you want jay and i's full thoughts on the hire but he kind of shocked some people. He won his very first game. They were on the road in Vegas uh, with the Colts. He wins that game and kind of silenced some people, I guess, for now. Um, but I guess what were your takeaways from that one? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great head coaching debut from a guy who people, many people thought that this is a bad hire, like the Colts are tanking. You know, they're starting, they're, I mean, they're starting to Sam Elgar. Now they're going back to Matt Ryan. So, I mean, I mean hey, I mean, Jeff Saturday is kind of, Make a case for himself that maybe he can. I mean, if right now he's an interim coach, maybe he can be the next coach of the Colts long term. But yeah, I mean, it was a good. It was a good win for them going down the road to Vegas. I know Vegas is not a very good team, but yeah, I mean, that was that was a nice win. That was not a great pick by me because I had I think I had Vegas minus four. <laughs> So. Yeah, well, in other words, I mean, you had a really good week right, last I week at the picks. I did calculate the scores. I did, like, historically terrible, and you did pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, not really a game I watched. Again, I missed most of it because I was driving. But I saw, like, they, they came from behind in that one kind of, too. They, they had the lead early. They kind of lost it and got it back at the end. Um, the Colts are, oh, but, yeah, I mean, we got to talk about the Matt Ryan scramble, too. What was it, like, 30-something yards? Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But like the Colts are such a weird team. Like they play they play really good defense. And they always have, at least for a long time, but like their offense just can't move the ball. Now Matt Ryan's back. Or Matt Ryan was in. Now he's not back again because he came in for Ellinger who got hurt and then won the game and then he got benched again. <laughs> so yeah. I don't really know what's happening, but like Indy's one of those teams that like I guess you can't count out um, Tennessee starting to pull away in that division. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the official standings right here. Um, Tennessee is beginning to pull away at seven and three. The Colts are four and six, so they're three games back, and they don't have the tiebreaker with Tennessee. So that looks like Tennessee's division. But I don't. Is it crazy to think that you can't count out the Colts? Maybe at four and six. Um, that's that's a good question. I mean, I, I think Jeff Saturday's. So far, he's been decent. I mean, they lost to a very good Eagles team yeah. yesterday. I mean, like they're they're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and they kept it close. I I'm probably counting them out just because yeah. I mean it's a new coach, it's a new, kind of a new regime over there, and Matt Ryan's still just you know just not very good anymore. So I mean, I I mean their defense is very very solid. I just I don't I just don't see where they're gonna get the good quarterback play the rest down the stretch. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, and that brings up a thought, at least for me, as I pull up the the current division looks. I mean, or standings, I guess, but how they look. I mean, you got Kansas City, who's right now the one seed at eight and two. Miami seven and three; they're the two seed ahead of Tennessee, ahead of Baltimore, and ahead of Buffalo. All those, all four of those teams are 
seven and three. Uh, New England would be the sixth seed right now at six and four with a tiebreaker over Cincinnati. Cincinnati would be the seventh seed with a tiebreaker over the Jets, and the Jets would be on the outside looking in at six and four. Then you got the Chargers at five and five. Obviously, a tough loss last night. We're going to get into that game, and then the Colts right there at four, six, and one. I, I I've always said this, and I I believe it, but ties always seem to matter. Like when when standings come down to it. Now again, this may not matter in terms of playoff seeding, but it it matters in terms of picks a lot too because mm-hmm. ties are not losses, but they're also not wins. And so they always, always, always seem to matter. And the Colts have that tie week one to Houston that I think is going to come into play as this season unfolds, especially with the way some of these other teams that we thought were going to be a little bit better are trending. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think the ties, they do matter, like you said. I mean, like, if you're one game out of a playoff spot, that tie does take into consideration because, I mean, if, you, if you're lost, like, you're still, like, one, one and a half or two games back. So, yeah, Michael, you're, you're right. I think the tie does matter, but, uh, I mean, the NFC, the, the, the AFC is just so... So good. I mean, yeah. the the Chargers did lose last night. So I mean, that's they're, they're, there's a so, lot of other. So they're teams a half here. game behind the Chargers, yeah. who are at five and five because they have an extra win. But the they also have one fewer loss. Um, and the Colts and the Chargers, I do believe, play this year. It's a Monday night game coming yeah. up or something like that. So they are going to be able to settle that. I, again, I wouldn't write the Colts off. I think after that, I mean, eleven through sixteen are basically finished. There's really no chance I'm, for those teams. I'm just looking at the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, everyone's above five hundred in that division. Yeah, the, the, the AFC, AFC North. East is crazy. Yeah, the AFC North, the Bengals, and then yeah, I mean, it's just I think that's just too much of a hill to yeah. climb for the Colts right now. But and we'll see. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And then there's one more game I want to talk about from last week because it was the shock of the season. I mean, honestly. I mean, maybe besides maybe like when the Dolphins did beat the Bills or when the Bears went in and stomped New England on Monday night. But the Commanders, yes, the Washington Commanders, stunned the Eagles. Like, they ended the Eagles' unbeaten season 32. I mean, it was a beatdown, 32-21, to 21, meaning there's no unbeaten teams left in the NFL. And I'm just going to say two words, Taylor Heineke. Uh, I think, I mean, Ron Rivera, what he's done with that team, you go on the road and beat the Eagles, I mean, that was a very impressive win. And I'm looking at <clears throat> not only Taylor Heineke, I think he, or he played well, like you said, but the defense sh- showed up. I mean, that front seven played well, and, I mean, they got a really good, they got a really solid defense over there. And, I mean, they're they're fighting. I mean, they just they just stomped the Texans yesterday. So, I mean, they're 6-5 and five now, and, I mean, they're fighting for a wild card spot where we thought early in the season, okay, you know, this is a team that's not going anywhere. So it's, it's pretty impressive by this group. I think a majority of people predicted the Commanders to finish last. And currently, right now, they are in last. But they're also in one of those divisions, them and the AFC East. All four teams are above 500. They're in 6-5, and five, but they're in dead last because you got the Eagles at 9-1, and one, you got the Cowboys at 7-3, and three, and the Giants at 7-3. and three. What, so what like, a division that is, by the way. I mean, last year yeah, they were... The NFC Least. In the NFC Least, and now they're the NFC yeah. Beasts. Uh, that, that, yeah, that was, I like that. That was, that was cringe, but... Hey, I kind of like it, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you touched on Ron Rivera and this the overall job because Washington's a team this year where all of the attention so far has been off the field, and deservedly so. Um, obviously the stuff going on with their owner, Daniel Snyder, and the FBI getting involved and all that, we're, we're not going to get into all that. But to focus on football and be able to... And then even with Carson Wentz going down, who, I mean, 
we can debate, I guess, on ends for who's better between Wentz and Heineke. But to have your starting quarterback go down, to have to go back to Taylor Heineke and then continue to play as well as you have without Chase Young, who I just got a notification on my home, has just been activated for this week. Back. So wow. Chase Young's coming back for the stretch run for Washington. And let's, you know, as I flip over to the other side, because I feel like we probably should do that. We just talked about the AFC playoff picture. I, taking a look at the NFC, right now Washington is right there. They're 6-5. and five. They're the 8th seed currently right now in the AFC, so they're one spot out of the picture. But they're behind teams like New York. Team, I don't even think they've played New York yet this year. San Francisco, who's pretty good, but you know we'll see how that goes as well. But, you know, it's... I mean, who would have thought they would be here in this situation ahead of teams like Green Bay, ahead of teams like Tampa, technically. Tampa's winning the division, so they're currently slotted in. Mm -hmm. You have them ahead of Arizona. Uh, The Rams, who are just incredibly disappointing. Again, we're going to get into that one here in just a minute. But what a job done. I mean, if you didn't have brian dable maybe in what he's doing in new york or mm-hmm. a lot of these guys i mean ron rivera might be coach of the year i think he i think he i mean what a, like they lost the Lions earlier in the season yeah. i mean everyone was pretty well, but look at the Lions now I, I was looking on, i was looking on uh on the internet it's like it's like ron rivera might be fired if they don't beat the bears back in october and now they're i mean they're, they're yeah. they might make the playoffs here i mean it's an incredible coaching job and with, with the quarterback play i think you know we bench cart is Carson what is he still hurt or is he I think he's still hurt. He's, I mean do, He might do, be benched at this point. I'm not sure. I mean roll with Taylor Heineke because he he's winning games. So I mean it's an incredible job by what that coaching staff has done. I mean, and their defense is a lot of talent, but I mean with, with you know, Carson once injured, I mean you bring in Taylor Heineke and he's done a great job and yeah, I mean they're just they're playing very good football right now. Yeah, it it is a benching. Uh, Wentz was active this week against the Texans, but uh, the, the the Commanders decided to roll with the hot hand and they they said that Heineke will be the starter until further notice. Yeah, I so mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly, I mean, and he, I mean, look, he just like we're underestimating that because I mean we don't, probably don't talk about the Eagles as much as a lot of other shows probably would, um, but that's because I don't really feel like teams that are like that necessarily need worth talking about every week. Um, but the Eagles are a really, really, really good team. And they went into Philly on a Monday night when, I mean, it couldn't have started off worse in that game. They literally turn it over, and then Jalen Hurts scores in like one play, and they're down 7 nothing. You're like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And they battled, and their defense played very well. They held the Eagles to only the 21 points with basically 14 because one of them was kind of a garbage time score. And, I mean, they pounded them just on the ground, didn't have to throw the ball through the air a lot. McLaurin made another great grab to move the chains, and they had the two fumbles in a row um, from the Eagles, and they ended up getting a win and moving to five and five at the time. And then yeah, they won again yesterday to go to six and five. So shout out the Commanders, man! Big time win in Week Ten. So let's leave Week Ten now in the past, and let's just go to yesterday because yesterday was a wild day there were results all over the place you had close games you had tight finishes you had blowouts you had all the above but we got to start with the hometown team the Detroit Lions ladies and gentlemen the Lions have won three in a row and not only have they won three and oh it's the it's currently the longest winning streak in the NFC they're rolling right now. Beat the Giants yesterday, thirty-one to eighteen, in a game that wasn't close. I mean, they dominated the whole game. Basically, I was watching some of it. I mean, they ran the football well, and their defense kind of showed up. And I mean, 
Dan Campbell, I mean, he got his guys ready to play. When when you, if you I mean, the Giants are no like, I mean, they're no, they're not as much of a joke as they were last year. I, th- I mean, I'll talk about them a little later, but they're still they're a pretty good team. And you to go into MetLife and win like that, I think, I mean, you got to give the Lions a pat on the back because they played really well. Yeah, and I mean, they are playing really good football, and I think the, I mean, it's kind of gone viral on social media, but Dan Gamble, Dan Campbell, excuse me, his his little speech to the team after the win just kind of screams it it's they're finally putting it all together they're finally realizing like okay they're figuring it out like how do we close out games how do we win late when it's not easy and they led most of the game yesterday and they dominated from start to finish but being able to pull out that game two weeks ago against the bears and winning these games that they're beginning to pull out late they're starting to figure it out there's a lot of talent on this lions team they're young they don't know any better and they don't really care who's in the way. I, I think yesterday, now yesterday, I will say this, I probably am not the best person to talk about the games yesterday. I was in Detroit yesterday uh, watching the snowball between the Browns and the Bills. Um, but um, I did see this highlight, the, the highlight, they put the Lions on the screen like every few minutes because there were a bunch of Lions fans at the game who just bought tickets to go. And then so they're just throwing the Lions up on the screen. It was like, oh, Lions just scored again. And it was incredible. I mean, the Giants a team we thought had a pretty good defense, got kind of lit up, especially mm-hmm. on the ground as you touched on, a couple big turnovers by the defense for Detroit. And, I mean, like we said, they're they're now in second place by themselves right now in the NFC North, uh, one spot ahead of the Packers, who they do currently own the tiebreaker against, with the Bears sitting in last. So, I mean, it's I mean they're a 10 seed right now, and I've seen a lot of stuff go on Twitter. The Lions are in the hunt. They're officially <laughs> in the hunt, 4-6. and six. Just a, a big time. I, I think streak. If you can somehow pull off a win against the Bills on Thursday, I mean that. I mean the Lions are very tough to play against on Thanksgiving. If they somehow win that game, I, I definitely think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like they've been playing really good football over the last few weeks. Thanksgiving Day Detroit Lions. They're just different. They're here's the thing. They're either really good or they're really bad. Like there's no in between with the Lions on. Even when they lose, the Lions will give you a game. Yeah, exactly. Like, they will they fight tend to and. But who yeah. would have thought this? A, a few weeks ago, they were one and six, and they were looking down. They were looking down the road, and they were seeing the Bills on Thanksgiving. And of course, we've seen this. We've known this matchup since May. But they were all going like, "Oh boy!" Like here comes another Thanksgiving blowout. And now I'm 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 seeing on social media all these Lions fans like, "We can win! Like we can beat Buffalo!" I don't know about that. Let's let's pause and take a breather here, Lions fans. Like it's 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 a nice story right now, but. This is the Buffalo Bills we're talking about um, in a dome, I might add, with then when they're actually going to have time to practice because as far as I know, the Bills are staying in Detroit. They're not leaving. Um, so they're going to get some practice in, which they didn't have any days of practice last week, and they still won. And then this week, they don't, they're going to be able to practice, and they're going to be on turf, and I just, let's slow your roll. Let's just calm down. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, I mean, it's, it's a good story right now, but... Like if you can beat a, a very good Buffalo team, I mean, I'm I'm thinking playoffs for this team, honestly. Um, but that's a long way ahead. I mean, they're looking very good right now. Their defense is playing much better compared to the last to the, compared to the last month. And then you know, I mean, Jared Goff isn't really turning the ball over, and they're running the ball. Mm-hmm. And Jamal Williams three touchdown game. I mean, they're they're playing well. So it's all about buying in. It's just buying mm-hmm. into the culture that Dan Campbell's trying to make. And look, I mean, we can. This is another thing. I mean, we we could debate till the end of the days. 
saying if he is the right fit, if he can be an NFL head coach, if he can do all this thing. But clearly, his team's buying into what he's saying, and it's working out. And again, as I've said many times throughout this this topic, they're figuring it out. They're starting to figure out how to win games, and that's dangerous because they're getting Jameson Williams back this week too. He is practicing for the first time all season, so we're going to see how they fit him into the offense as it's well. A big, it's a big addition. Huge addition. So. And you know, we'll see how that goes. He, he He's not going to play Thursday. I'd be shocked. But they'll probably have him ready coming off that mini bye week to play week 13. So good on the Lions. Three in a row. Second place all by themselves in the NFC North through 11 weeks. That is incredible. The other game I want to talk about from the early window. Well, actually, I think there's two more. But the Jets-Patriots ending. Like, the game in general. The game was terrible. <laughs> I heard it was bad, and obviously the stuff that I saw about it was pretty bad, and then obviously after the game, we can, we can talk about that here in a second, but um, the Patriots win on a punt return with five seconds left. Very kind of like Deshaun Jackson-esque. Yeah. It was literally the last play of the game. The only the only chance the Patriots had was returning that punt back to at least get maybe a shot at a field goal, and they got much more than that as it was a touchdown by, I can't remember his name. His last name was Jones. Marcus Jones? Something like that. Something like that. But yeah, it was I'm going to fact check that real quick. It was a crazy punt return. And then, I mean, you saw, we're going to talk after the game. Zach Wilson's like, or someone asked, someone, the reporter asked yeah. Zach Wilson, oh, do, you think, do you feel like you let your defense down if you're only scoring three points? He just said no. no. If I was a defensive player in that locker room, I would want to punch him in the face. It was Marcus Jones who Marcus ran Jones. the punt back, the rookie for the Patriots. But continue. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I mean, they're, that the Jets' defense is very good. I mean, they're holding only holding the Patriots at three points, and Zach Wilson just saying no. I I didn't let the defense down, even though mm-hmm. he played very bad. I just I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like if I was a defensive player, I'd be like well, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like you're you guys only put up three points. I mean, we should have won this game. And if you <clears> saw today, I don't know if any of our listeners saw this as well. Sauce Gardner liked a tweet. That was basically calling out Zach Wilson for not taking as much accountability because that's part of what your role as the quarterback is. You mm-hmm. you get all the praise when you win, but you get you have to take on all the responsibility when you lose. And I'll give Zach Wilson this. I from what I heard yesterday or what I saw, he didn't throw anybody under the bus. He wasn't saying like, oh. It was their fault. Yeah. It was their fault. He was just basically saying, I didn't do anything wrong. We just didn't execute, um, which that's just not true. Um, the one play that I did see, because so at halftime of the game in Detroit, they put on red zone and I watched Zach Wilson drop back and throw a pass right over the middle. That was to nobody. The Patriots safety sat there. He dropped yeah. the pick, but the throw was to nobody. I mean, I don't know where he was looking at it. And it's like, you can't do that um they're fortunate the Patriots dropped the interception Mm -hmm. um and they're fortunate that their defense played their tail off to be able to at least keep it three to three and then obviously a special teams meltdown cost them the game but like it's just you you can't again you get all the praise when you win and Zach Wilson does get some of that but you have to be able to be willing to take the accountability when they lose and we haven't seen that from him again he's young he's probably a little bit immature not quite seasoned yet but I mean, so far this season, he hasn't looked good at all. They're they're winning despite Zach Wilson in the games they've had this season. Rather than he hasn't 
gone out and you've looked at him and said, you won that game because Zach Wilson's your quarterback. I think Jets fans are saying, why didn't we draft like a Zach Wilson or another one of the quarterbacks? Because I mean, Justin Fields. Or I'm sorry, Justin Fields. I mean, do you think think they're asking that question? I mean, Mm -hmm. he does not look good at all. Yeah, imagine if this team had Justin Fields right now. And again, that's putting a lot on Justin Fields because you can't just assume that. Um, But with the way Fields has been playing over the last few weeks, if you put him on a better team, a team like the Jets... It's, it's hard to think that they wouldn't be in a better spot right now than where they are. And it's mm-hmm. it's starting to get to the point where you have to start asking the question, did we make the wrong decision with the quarterback? And you're 6-4 and four right now. Again, you're out of the playoffs right now due to tiebreakers So you're because you're behind Cincinnati, a team you lost to. And so, I mean, you're not yeah. going to move off of Zach Wilson for like, you're not going to go back to Joe Flacco. No, but, I don't think so. And you yet. shouldn't. I'm not trying to say that that's the case, but I'm saying at the end of the year, I think you need to actually make a decision about your quarterback situation. You need to try to get yourself an elite one. Uh, we're going to talk about that discussion here in a minute when we talk about this Chiefs-Chargers game because I have some thoughts. Um, but the um, Zach Wilson, you know, you got you got to be better on and off the field, and let's see if see if he can bounce back here because I mean, again, the Jets are fully in this thing. Like they're yeah, they're I mean, in this thing. It's, they still have plenty of time. They just got to right the ship. All right. Now let's go to the other side, too. Just a team that's all around bad. And it's very disappointing because this is a team that in the first episode of the year, I picked to go to the Super Bowl. And I picked for to play for a chance to defend their title. And I thought they were the best team in the NFC. I didn't really think it was that close. Um, the Los Angeles Rams. Um yeah, I thought they they're were gonna, they're bad. I, I thought I thought they were going to take a step back. Like I, I can't remember where I, where I picked them, but I thought they were going to at least make a wild card this year. And they look like like their offensive line is terrible. Stafford came back from his concussion; he still doesn't look very good. Their defense is taking a step back. Like what? I don't understand. Like how you could take that much of a step back after winning a Super Bowl? Like that is nuts well and to be fair right now they they didn't have cooper cup yesterday and they're probably not going to have him the rest of they said at least the regular season but i mean they're three and seven their season's done especially in that division and they don't have a first round pick yep that's they're one of many teams this year that i'm noticing every team that gave up their first round pick this year it's like a top 10 pick like the texans are going to be getting a first round or top 10 pick probably from the browns the who who do the Rams owe their first round pick to? Is it the Lions? Lions? Yeah, the Lions are probably going to be getting a better pick from the Rams than their own pick. And then you got teams like uh, I'm blanking off the top of my head. Well, exactly. then the Dolphins forfeit. The Dolphins their, have they forfeited their pick though. They gave right? it to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill, right? No, Tyreek Hill did. No, he did go for a first. Yeah, I think, I think he did. Yeah. So the Chiefs have the Dolphins pick, which won't matter because both those picks are going to be super late. And then you have. The Bears are done with the Justin Fields trade, right? Yes. Yeah. So they don't owe any more picks. But, like, Seattle with Denver, too. That's another one. Like, Seattle's going to probably get a top 10 pick from Denver, um, which is just insane. Um, So enough of that, though. The Rams. Um, Yeah, I don't know what's, what's wrong with them. I mean, it can be a lot of different variables, a lot of different things. We knew we saw this week one. Their offensive line is not great. They miss Andrew Whitworth a ton. Um, but it's not just that. All of a sudden, you've seen guys like Austin Corbett regress. Um, you've seen the guards regress. Um, they've had some transition, too. Um, Stafford just doesn't look the same. Uh, it seems like Cooper Cup got kind of figured out pretty early. You put some guys on Cooper Cup, 
There's really no weapons for him to throw to. They can't run the ball, partially because of their offensive line, and number two, I just don't think they commit to it enough, and they don't have a back that they trust back there. I mean, they were talking about trading Cam Akers a few weeks ago. Yeah. Didn't do it, and now it looks like they're going to move He's on from him at the end now. of the year. It, they don't run the ball at all. Like There isn't a single running back on the Rams that's even viable in terms of fantasy play or any sort of that. Like You, just, you stay away from Rams running back because they just refuse to run the ball. And now you're taking Cooper Cup out of the equation, who basically was your running game because you could throw it short to Cooper Cup, and he could basically pick up the yards that was basically a run. Now you don't even have that. And they lost yesterday to the Saints with still Andy Dalton at quarterback, and they got beat up. I mean, I I just I don't know what else to say. This, I mean, this team is, they're bad. And yes, Stafford hasn't played. He didn't play last week. Um, but I will again say, you lost a game to the Cardinals in which the Cardinals had to play their backup too. And even for a moment, they had to play their third stringer. And they beat you up again. You're just, you're getting out physical. You're you're not playing hard enough. And your your record is showing it. Again, three and seven. The Los Angeles Rams are three and seven in dead last right now. Yeah, in the, and, in the MC West. and like you said, they don't have the first round pick. And like, I don't think they have, do they have a first round pick? I don't think they have one for a while because they traded one for. Let me let me let me look this up. I think they're after <clears throat> after this year they're done with the uh, Matthew Stafford trade. So I think they might have Stafford one next was year. two first. Um, yeah, last year. And so then, yeah, this year. Um, so this year's draft, they don't have their first. It's the Lions have that. They have their second and their third. They don't have their fourth because they traded that to the Patriots. They don't have their fifth round pick because they traded that one to the Browns. <laughs> They don't. They have two sixths because they got one from the Packers for a punter, and then they have another sixth rounder from the Titans, uh, and a seventh. So they have six picks. In twenty twenty four, they do get their first round back. So twenty twenty four, they're actually gonna they're actually gonna be pretty okay to be able to draft pretty decently. But at least for this year, I mean, yeah, they're not picking until the second round. Then they after the third round, they don't pick till the sixth round. Like you're missing out on all those middle tier players that you could add for depth on your team. They're going all in and they're just they're getting older and at key positions and it's just not working it's out. Coming back to bite them when yep. I mean you do all these trades. I mean you, you won a Super Bowl last year with all those guys and it's kinda of coming back to bite you when you make all those trades and Maybe. free agency signings. You, you know what? You got a Super Bowl. it's all worth it, <clears throat> I guess. Um mm-hmm. and we'll see how they end this year. I mean, they're not gonna make the playoffs. I would be stunned if they made a run. They basically are going to have to run the table um, without Cooper Cup. And that just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So a disappointing season for the Super Bowl champs. Um, doesn't even look like they're going to be able to defend their title at all. Uh, but we'll, again, we'll see how that progresses. Speaking of bad, uh, yesterday, this team I don't think is bad in general, but the Vikings got just thumped. 40-3 to they lost to the Cowboys yesterday. Um, Tony Pollard... Uh, he he needs to be the starting running back in Dallas. I, I oh, think yeah, that's obviously. I think it's clear. I think to I've say. said that for a year now because <laughs> I drafted Zeke last year. Then not that anyone cares, but he was not very good. And Tony Power was kind of the lead back last year, and still this year. I mean, he's he's the best back on the team. And I mean, they're he's one of the best backs in the league. Like I'm gonna be flat out honest. Um, yeah, Pollard can do everything, and we saw him yesterday in the running game, the passing game. He was doing it all. And that defense, we've mentioned it on the show before, but they're among the top in the league. I mean, that defense is incredibly good for Dallas. And they're 
they're a team that I don't think anybody really wants to play. The Packers did trip them up two weeks ago um, in Green Bay. Obviously, the Cowboys, for some reason, can't beat the Packers. Um, so I guess that's just a little of that. But, I mean, they come back the next week. And the Vikings, who I was finally starting to buy in. I'm like, okay, you had that game against Buffalo. You win that game. I'm in. And then you do this. 40-3? to Yeah, I was starting to buy in, too. I thought, I looked at the line. I was like, Cowboys... Minus two, like I, w- I would take the Vikings, and yeah, Vegas knew something as they knew something as they always do because, man, that that was a that was pretty bad. I mean, I, I think I still think the Vikings are. I mean, you, like you said, they they go out and beat the Bills on the road, and then they just get thumped at home. I don't. It's, I mean, I, I still think they're a very solid team, but man, that that was a little bit of a surprise. So. Yeah, so that is that, I guess. Um, but. <laughs> Trying to get my thoughts back together here, but it just, I, like I said, I was finally buying in, and I'm back out. Like it's not, and it doesn't have to like I get it. Every team has a bad game. Like every team every year is going to get blown out one time. It happens to everybody. But that one just looked different. It felt different. Nothing was working. They couldn't do anything on the Cowboys' defense, and the Cowboys were just doing whatever they wanted. Just give the ball to Tony Pollard and let him do his thing. And Dak had a good game, and and that was, for Cowboy fans, I think that is the game that they've been waiting to have for years. Mm-hmm. They haven't beat a team like that in a long time. Usually they've been the team that would come off a big win and then lose like that. But now they're going to enter their Thanksgiving game here on Thursday. A game, I got to look this up. I do have to fact check this. The Cowboys haven't won in Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, in a, in a while. Um, really? Yeah. Um, what did they play last year? The Bills, I think, right? No, the Bills, Bills. played the night game. No, they didn't. They played the night yeah. game. Oh, they played the Raiders last year. Yeah, and they lost. I forget. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Cowboys have lost three. Okay, it's only three in a row. So I guess I was wrong. They did win 2019. They lost 2020 to Washington. They lost 2019 to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That was the first two. And then they lost last year to the Raiders in overtime. So they've lost three Thanksgiving games in a row. Um I mean, I, but I mean, we'll get into that game here in a second. But just you know, like I said, this is kind of uncharted water for the Cowboys yeah. to do that. I mean, especially after you you beat the Vikings, you know what? I mean, I mean they're they're kind of on a hot streak right now, and I mean, I would I would not want to play the Cowboys right now. I I know I never really say that, but like Mike McCarthy's mm-hmm. kind of getting his boys ready. I mean, that, that the Packers loss was. Pretty bad. No, I mean, the Packers just aren't very good. But they blew that lead, though. They did blow yeah. it, and then, but you come back and stomp the Vikings at at Minnesota. I mean, that was very impressive all around. And that Cowboys defense is for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best defense in the league. Micah Parsons and those guys. I mean, they're very good. I can't. Did Justin Jefferson? He, I mean, he. I don't think he had a very good game last. Yes, I yes, I know last, there's a yesterday. picture circulating, especially on Twitter, <clears throat> of like I think it was. It might have been Trayvon Diggs, like I think it if was. I'm wrong, I think guarding I Justin too. Jefferson, and there was a tug that wasn't called on a PI, and basically Vikings fans are like, like, come on, like, and everyone's like, okay, it was forty to three, like you can't play the yeah. re- you cannot play the ref card when you lose by thirty seven, but like basically they were saying like, okay, Diggs was basically holding him all night long. I'm trying to pull up the box score, um, but like, you know, holding Justin Jefferson to just human numbers is not yeah. something you see all the time. Uh, let me see. Official stat. Justin Jefferson had three catches for 33 yards. He was only targeted five times. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, people say that Trayvon Diggs is 
massively overrated. I mean, and you hold, and you hold the best wide receiver in the league like to that number. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, Cowboys looking good here. They're they sit two back currently in the NFC East. They have a loss already to the Eagles. Um, but they they're gonna get the Eagles back one more time. They have one more game against them. Two games back. Still anyone's game in the NFC East. Obviously, the Giants still at seven and three as well, even though they've kind of been in a bit of a slide. And then we talked about the Commanders already. Um, so the NFC East is going to come down to the last stretch, and there's probably at least two teams getting in from that division. I'd like to think so. All right, last game I want to touch on from yesterday. Um, it was last night's game that was tremendous. I think it was probably the best game of the week. It was really fun back and forth in the second half. Um, Chargers take the lead late. You think they're about to win it, and everyone just stared at the clock. One like one thirty <laughs> something left, and you're like, "It's just too Mahomes. much time for Mister Mahomes." Yeah, I mean, he's that's just who he is. He is a bad man because him and Travis Kelsey are probably one of the most lethal quarterbacks, such wide receivers, such tight end combos. I mean, in the league, right? I mean, in the league, I think for the last mm. few years. I mean, he is. Travis Kelsey is someone else, and Patrick Mahomes is just, I mean, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are, are going to be going at it for a long time, and yeah. I, I love watching these games. Even week two, which wasn't, week two of Thursday Night Football, it wasn't a great game, but it was very entertaining. It's better than other, the other Thursday Night Football games we've been watching, and now, I yeah. mean, they just give us this again. I mean, the, these two teams are just going at it for the next 10 years with these two quarterbacks. It's just, it's fun. Yeah, and... I tweeted this out last night after the Chiefs had their winning score, but it was Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey literally every week, and it's just the meme of Thanos with the Infinity Stones, and I am <laughs> inevitable. Like, because that's what it feels like. They're every game if it's late, Mahomes and Kelsey are going to get it done. They yeah. do it every year in every game. And again, I don't think if if you're a Chargers fan out there listening to this, first of all, thank you. But number two, there's no if if you were to tell me that. You after Austin Eckler scores the touchdown take league, like you weren't like, oh, that's too much time. You're lying. I don't believe you. Um, that just like everybody knew that. Plus, they had I think a couple timeouts at least, maybe all three. Yeah. I'm not a hundred. I don't 100 percent remember, but like it was like it's over. Like Mahomes is going to go down and score. Like it's it's over, and that's exactly what happened. And that leads me into something else that just came to mind because I've said this all year long, and it. Every time I say it, it's after Mahomes does something like this. But, like, this is why he matters. And this is why quarterbacks like him matter. It's why you see um, teams that are waiting so long to get a quarterback like him and are willing to get so desperate to get someone that even they believe has a chance to be like him. It's why you see the Broncos go make a move this offseason for Russell Wilson. That hasn't worked out. Maybe it'll work out in the future. You see the Browns literally do everything they can to get Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. We're going to see that how that looks here in a couple of weeks. But obviously the baggage that came with that. But when you watch people and you watch players like Patrick Mahomes and you watch them like Josh Allen and even Aaron Rodgers to an extent, you real like it matters so much. It changes everything because Chief, the Chiefs know no matter what. You're in that game because 15's back there. And yeah, mm-hmm. 87 helps, but like it's 15. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I will fight anybody tooth and nail about that. And I don't, I don't disagree. He's, I mean, he's going to be there he every year, and he's still there for, I mean, he signed whatever the 10 year deal, and he's worth every penny. Like for anyone that says they're overpaid, he's worth every penny of that contract. In fact, he might be underpaid. I just, 
that yeah. game just established it for me, and it, it just confirms why everybody's like, well, man, these quarterbacks, they're just making so much money, and why are teams so desperate to go get their guy and whatever? This is why, because without that guy, and this isn't to say that Herbert's a bad quarterback. Herbert's not on this level right now, and he's against these quarterbacks like Allen and Mahomes. He hasn't been able to beat them. So I think he's still a tier below, um, and I think he's on that trajectory. But Mahomes was there from the moment he entered for Kansas City. And I just, it, it's special. It, it, I mean, it's literally greatness. We may be seeing the best quarterback that's literally ever played this game, talent from a talent perspective, Yeah, right now, like right now. I think Her- the monkey on Herbert's back, obviously, is he can't really win a game. Win he games. can't beat Mahomes, yeah. He can't beat Mahomes. He really can't. He loses to some bad teams. That's not, obviously not at all his fault. No. I'm not a Brandon Staley fan, and they have a lot of injuries on the defense. So, I, like they lose, they lose J.C. Jackson, um, mm-hmm. Khalil Maxman banged up. But you know, they're they're a team before the season. I thought, okay, this team, they're great on paper. They're they got the franchise guy. They have a really good running back. Their O line's improved. Like they have, a, they have a lot of talent. And I just don't understand why they can't they can't put it together. I just I is it, I don't know if it's coaching. I mean, yeah, injuries. I, it, it might be. Um, coaching is definitely a part of it. Um, but I mean, we'll see. They are really banged up too, especially on defense. Um, that mm-hmm. game may be different if they have all of their guys. Um, but nonetheless, the Chiefs just keep rolling. They're doing what they do. I said it before the season. I'll say it again. You, they're just everyone's talking about. I saw this stat or something of like the AFC West put together a combined like over half a million dollars this off season into stopping the Chiefs, and by Thanksgiving, it the division's over. The Chiefs yeah. have already won, and they've won it by more games than they won it like last year. They're going to, um, it it's unbelievable, and they're just going to keep rolling, and it's going to be this way for a long, long time. So that's it for the recap of the last two weeks. Um, time to get into the pick'em for this coming week. Again, we're recording on Monday, so these games are a long way away, but this gives us an opportunity to pick the Thanksgiving games. We don't normally get to pick the games on Thursday, but because it's Thanksgiving. I wanted to do something a little different this week because, again, as I said at the top of the show, we're not going to do spreads this week. It's very difficult to do that because the lines are going to change and uh, injuries are going to happen, and it's just it's unfair to us to really pick those spreads and unfair to you as the listener because like the spreads could be like completely different by the time we do that. So there's three games on Thanksgiving. We're going to make them worth two points each because we're also eliminating wow. the upset special this week. Due to again, that's a spread-based thing. So, um, two points each for all three of these games on Thanksgiving Day. Um, first one up, obviously, it's the Lions. They always play the first game. They're hosting the Bills. We talked a little bit about this game before. Can the Lions pull it off? And these are straight up, by the way, as if yeah, you couldn't figure up. out. But yeah. um, I got the Bills. I think. I mean, it's been a good story for the Lions, winning three straight. But the the Bills. I mean, you, you destroy the Browns Sunday. I mean, okay. I don't know if it was destroy. Let, let's let's take a breather here. All right. right. It was. What it was the was, final score? It was thirty-one to twenty-three. But it was. I left early in the fourth quarter. All right. I'll, I'll just say beat the Browns. <laughs> so yeah, I got the Bills. I think the Bills are just on a mission right now. I think. I th- to be honest, I think that Vikings loss was a fluke. I mean. Yeah. To be honest, that mm-hmm. was a fluke. I mean, you were Josh Allen fumble away from being. Uh, it's it's one of those once in a millennium they, type losses. Seven and three, they're so, seven and three right now. Yeah, they should be eight and two. So I got the Bills. I just think there's way too much. So yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Bills. Like I, I mean, I agree with you. I think this game's closer than people might think it is. Again, I don't really know what the numbers agree. opening up for this game is. I think the Lions, and you've said it, Jay, they, they tend to play well on Thanksgiving. I think they're going to give the Bills a game. It's a short week, too. But um, the Bills are just, it's too much firepower, and it's all the time. It's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to keep this team down for any sort of stretch of time. And I just think the Lions are just going to have their hands full. And again, I think they're going to put up a good showing. I think you're going to come away from this game saying, oh, I think the Lions played really, really well. They played really, really hard. Mm -hmm. But the Bills are just the better team. And I think that's what's going to pull them to a victory. So now we go into the second game. Of course, that's always the Cowboys. They're going to host the Giants this year, which is weird. We don't normally see Giants-Cowboys on Thanksgiving, but two seven and 7-3 football teams, it it could be a really good one down there in Jerry World. Yeah, um... I'm looking at. I'm just looking at the 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 Cowboys have dominated the Giants over the last yeah. like six years. So they already beat them this year too with Cooper Rush. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, it's it's at Dallas. I mean, like you said, Dallas does kind of struggle on Thanksgiving. They've lost three straight. But after after Sunday's loss for the Giants, I think the Cowboys win here. I just think. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys are kind of on a roll here, and um, I mean, the Giants are are very are still very good. I'm I'm looking forward to the. I think this is the, the game I want to watch the most because mm-hmm. these are two NFC's teams are kind of fighting for first place, um, or not fighting for first place, but trying to fight for that wild card. So, well, I got the Cowboys. And I'll be honest. I mean, I agree. This is probably the game I'm looking forward most to watch, but it's usually the game I get to watch the most because Bills Lions. I can usually catch a little bit. Then we have to eat. Obviously, it is Thanksgiving. I, I always eat. We I, eat early. I always eat. So we we usually we usually eat around. Well, you're around two or three. That's usually what my family does. So, so we usually eat around just four thirty or five central time. So that's usually around like, like late in the third, late in the second quarter, around halftime. So, I mean that that's when usually we run. And then after we'll just we'll watch the rest of the games. And yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to watching. So yeah, yeah. yeah. In my household, we usually do early. We'll do early dinner on Thanksgiving. That way, we have time to let it you know sit. Um. Mm-hmm. So we usually eat around two or three. Um, so usually, like, this game's coming on right when, like, you're about to fall asleep, especially for me. <laughs> and then I'll usually wake up around halftime, and then it's, you know, you're watching the second half of the game. And I don't normally watch the night game on Thanksgiving because, I mean, I'm usually doing some other things with my family, and we're not really... It's all in the background, but, like, no one's paying you're attention You're also watching the Egg Bowl on, e- on uh, the ESPN. The Egg Bowl, yeah. Shout out the Egg Bowl <laughs> in Mississippi this weekend. A-, a game that's all of a sudden, like, I mean, it's so relevant this year. But, um, yeah, shout out the Egg Bowl. But, yeah, um... Overall in this game, um, I agree with you. I think, I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a good game. You got two really good defenses coming in, but the way the Cowboys have looked these past two weeks, despite the fact they lost to the Packers, I think they're figuring something out on offense. I think they're going to get the job done at home. I think they beat the Giants. Giants got a little exposed this past weekend they did. Um, to the Lions, and they're in a bit of a slide. I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well to get the win on Thanksgiving. And now, of course, we go to the night game this year, which a very interesting matchup. I could have sworn this was the Ravens because, to me, for some reason, I feel like it's, it's always like Ravens. It feels Steelers like the Ravens or something. Or the Saints. Um, this is also like the Bills, like fourth year in a row playing on Thanksgiving. They're always in the night game. Or they played the Cowboys like three years ago, and then they've been on the night game the past two years. And mm-hmm. then this year they're playing the Lions. So I think it's like four years in a row for them they've been on Thanksgiving. But the night game is the Patriots – in Minnesota at the Vikings. Kind of an interesting matchup considering where the two teams kind of are right now. Yeah, and both teams are are very are very um I would say very good, but they're they're both these teams are are good are good. So, if I can talk. But I got the Vikings. I just think you know, I mean, you 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 get stomped against the Cowboys last week. I think it's kind of a bounce back game for them. 
Patriots, I mean, Patriots are, are, are good defense and and um, just good overall, I think. And just the coaching kind of matters, and Bill Belichick is one of those guys, obviously, that will help help the Patriots. So yeah. I got the I got the Vikings in a close one. I got to make it interesting, right? I mean, come on. I can't make these <laughs> all worth two points and then just have us agree the whole way and make it completely relevant. Um, but I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't legitimately think, like, the Patriots. I Again, I, I'm back off the Vikings train, you know, Kirk. You got to put me. You got to do something else to put me back on the train. Like I'm off of it. I'm just. At, I I can't defend what just I saw yesterday, or not really saw because I was watching other games, but that one just no. Um, I it, it is primetime Kirk Cousins. I did forget yeah, about primetime Kirk Cousins for Thursday. one and number two. Like I just the Patriots are just again they're they're in the playoffs right now. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? They just don't go anywhere. And this team is not a very good team. Like, the Patriots are far from a perfect team, but that defense is playing out of their mind right now. Mac Jones is just doing enough. Um, he's not turning the ball over. Um, I, I, the Patriots, I just think, go in and get a win here on Thanksgiving in Minnesota. Minnesota goes into a bit of a slide, I think. I just, I, I don't know how you're able to. Now, I will say for Minnesota, though, I think this playing on Thanksgiving, playing on Thursday night, I think is the perfect way at, at coming off of a loss like that you just need to get right back on the field and that's what yeah. they need to do and they get that opportunity so we'll see how mm-hmm. that game plays out uh but i'm gonna go with the patriots and make things a little bit interesting all right let's get into other week 12 games we'll try to speed this one up make it a little bit quicker but um especially for these first few but the bears at the jets one o'clock on sunday uh fields is hurt right now and i don't know if he's going to be perfectly 100 percent for sunday i will take the jets yeah yeah i mean this game's this game's um I think it's going to be a closer game. Actually, I think this is going to be a really ugly game. Like, <laughs> there's probably yes. not going to be a ton of points scored. Um, it's <clears> going to be messy. I'm going to go with the Jets as well. I'm going to bank on that defense. Um, Bears had a tough loss. I thought they were going to win yesterday. Um, they end up falling to Atlanta. Um, the Jets, obviously, we talked about what happened in that game, but um, I'm going to go with the Jets at home, especially to get the win over the Bears. Next game up, it's the Browns because they're playing the Buccaneers at home. I feel like it's relevant. The Browns are really, really bad. I, I, I I'm just gonna say this. I don't. I'm not gonna pick them to win a game the rest of the season, and that's saying something because they play the Texans in two weeks. I, I don't think they win that game, and they'll have Deshaun Watson for that game. I don't think they win that game. You don't think they beat the Texans with Deshaun? No. Really? For well, well here, that's okay, for that's for here's the problem. Episode, yeah. Well, yeah. that that'll be for when we get back from Thanksgiving. But also, I'm just I'm at the point now where I'm You're like a new low with this team. The team is. They're bad. I watched them in person yesterday. It's the first time I've seen them live in like four years, and it was just disappointment on disappointment yeah. on disappointment. Um, I got the Buccaneers. are also coming off a bye, and the Browns aren't very good. So, Buccaneers. Yeah, and it, yeah, and Tom Brady's coming off a bye. So, yeah. yeah. Good luck, Cleveland. I don't care that this game is even in cold weather. Like, it does not matter at all. Like, take the Buccaneers and just say thank you. There is no way the Browns win this game. And if they do, I will come back here on Friday, and I will I will eat my words um, but <laughs> nobody watches this team more than I do, and this team is bad. They are a bad football team. I think they are one of the worst teams in the NFL, and the record yeah. says that, and I just I don't know how Deshaun Watson's going to fix that. I, I really don't. I am excited to see him play. I am interested to see what he can do for this offense, but, again, that's a week away. They still have one more game with Jacoby Brissett, and they will lose it at home to Tampa Bay. All right. Now into a game that actually matters. The Bengals on the road at the Titans in a matchup where you have two teams playing pretty well. Bengals getting a win last night against the Steelers. Kind of slaying that dragon. They haven't done that in a while. 
Um, and then you have the Titans, obviously, coming off that Thursday night game against the Packers. They're on a roll, too. They started 0-2. They're 7-1 and in their last eight. Yeah, so who, are, who wins this? very good football. Um, Titans are coming off of the mini-buy because they yep. played on Thursday against the Packers. I do think that comes into consideration when it comes uh-huh. to rest. And the Bengals coming off of that very gritty win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I actually like the Titans. I think they're playing very... I think they're a team like no one really talks about. Everyone's talking about the Chiefs. Everyone's talking about the Cowboys. No one really talks about the Titans, I feel like. And they're running the ball better. Um, And Ryan Tan... Does, is Ryan Tan... So, Tannehill's but, back. He played okay. Thursday night. He played so, like 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 I told well you before too. the episode. I did not watch any of that no. game. No, so. I mean it, I mean it's fair. I I, <laughs> I I had it on the background when I was doing homework yeah. so, or yeah, some like sort of game prep. I can't remember what I was doing that night. But um, the Titans are Tannehill did play that night. He played pretty well. Um, they're again they're just they're back around. They're hanging around once again. They're they're one game back of Kansas City for that one seed. Um. Yeah, but they they lost the tiebreaker to Kansas City, so effectively they're like three games back, or however whatever the math is, I don't really know. But regardless, um, I think I agree with you. I do think the Titans win this game. Um, the Titans are a good team. They have a very good style. It's very 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 difficult to beat the Titans because they're not going to beat themselves. They're very well coached. I think Mike Vrabel is a very underrated head coach who is among the best in the entire league. Um, they've been able to win games despite Malik Willis playing quarterback uh, and Ryan Tannehill, even when Tannehill hasn't been on his best. That defense has played very, very well, especially in a tough environment last week in Lambeau to win that game on the road. Um, but the reason I'm going to take the Titans is I'm just not sold on Cincinnati. There's something about Cincinnati that feels off-putting to me. Um, every week, they're just their offense is always something different. I mean, we saw two. It's not just two weeks, or it's just two weeks ago that they got stomped by the Browns on Monday night. Again, not a good football team, and they lost badly in that game. Then they come back the next week, and Joe Mixon just goes ballistic. They beat the Panthers again, a team they should beat. And now in this game, they put up thirty-seven. So maybe they're figuring some things out with Jamar Chase, without Jamar Chase. But Joe Mixon now gets hurt. He, he has a concussion. We'll see what his status is for Sunday. Um, but they was the Steelers, like. Come on, like the Steelers are not a good football team either. So I think I'm going to go with the Titans here at home as well to get a win and move to 8-3. and three. Now we'll go into the late window. That's going to be it for the early window on Sunday. Chargers at the Cardinals, two disappointing teams. I will not. I'm sick of taking the Cardinals. I will take the Chargers because every time I take the Cardinals, they stink, so yeah, it's not very <laughs> that's, good. That's a very ample way to put it. I will agree with you there. Take the Chargers as well. Not a lot of swaying off the beans here, but n- next week is just such a... It, there's a lot of lopsided matchups. Um, so I'll, I'm going with the Chargers as well. I think they bounce back. Tough loss to Kansas City last night, um, but I think they do beat a Cardinals team that is reeling. Uh, we'll see how the Cardinals play tonight, though. They're on Monday Night Football from Mexico City. Uh, next one is still in the late window. The Rams at the Chiefs. A game preseason again. This is one you probably circled, and you're like, "Oh, that's going to be a good one." Now is that 4:25? Yeah. Oh god. Um, I I got the Chiefs. I this there's no reason to pick the Rams just because the Rams are not very good. The Chiefs are rolling per usual. Chiefs. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking. I, I I can't take the Rams, especially after what I just said about them, like probably like ten minutes ago. <laughs> I really, there's no way I could take them to win this game. Um, Mahomes is just too good. The Chiefs are just too good, and um, Chiefs are going to win this game in Arrowhead. I think rather handily. All right, two more to go. 
Next one up, Saints at the 49ers. An interesting game. Saints have been playing better. They're they're still kind of hanging around as well. Um, 49ers obviously have played really well as of late. Um, they have. Again, they're playing tonight again against Arizona, so we'll get to have another look at them. But who wins? I got the 49ers. Um, they're playing very good, very well, like you said. Um, Christian McCaffrey's been a big addition to that offense. Yep. They're just playing. They're just playing well. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the 49ers as well. Um, keeping the status quo right now of just just being in full agreement. Uh, but it it's one of those weeks, I guess. But uh, the Niners are gonna win this game. It's it's at home. Um, could the Saints win? I think yes. Um, we're still gonna wait to see the status of Andy Dalton or James Winston, excuse me. But I, I it sounds like Dalton's the starter the rest of the year. At least that's just what they seem to be saying. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Niners at home to just keep rolling. I expect them to win tonight. And I expect them to win next week as well. So I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. And then finally, the last game of the week, because we're not picking Monday night next week. That's, no, I'm sorry. Like Steelers and Colts, no. Oh, Steelers-Colts? It's Monday night oh, next week. Oh, man. Again, no preseason, that game, I would have said, you know what? Okay, that's like, tolerable. I don't blame the NFL for their schedule making. Because like a lot of people look at this now, and they're like, what was the NFL thinking doing the Steelers and the Colts? I'm like, well, they were thinking, okay, you'd have Kenny Pickett. Probably for the Steelers, that's a rookie quarterback who they love putting in prime time against a Steelers team who's always usually relevant against the Colts team that was expected to be a Super Bowl contender coming into the year. So, again, you can't really blame the NFL too much for schedule making, but we're not picking that game, so we're not going to talk about that game. Packers at Eagles next week, Sunday night football in Philadelphia. Yeah, I will take the Eagles. I know the last home game they played, they lost to the Commanders, but I mean, the Commanders are actually like not bad now, and the Packers are. I mean, look. I mean, I picked the Packers to beat the Cowboys, and like kind of a, I was, I mean, kind of a stunner. But and the Eagles are just much better. So, I think they are, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm torn here because the Eagles did not look great last week against the Colts. They had, or yesterday, I should say. They came back and they they won that game. They're down sixteen to six, I think. They came back. They win seventeen sixteen, um, but. I don't know why, man. It feels like the Packers might win this game, and I don't so even. The I don't even know why. I, I I really don't think I can take the Packers though. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, which means we're in full agreement on every game except for one. And I should have updated the sta- I should have updated the standings when I mentioned this. I'm up by two. I had a disastrous week last week. I did very very Back poorly. In the race. Um, Jay is down two. It's fifty three fifty one. Me. So if. It comes down to one game this week. We only disagree once, but you know, again, that happens. If the Vikings beat the Patriots, we are tied. If the Patriots win, I'm up by four. So that's how this week's going to go. Obviously, no upset specials this week. I touched on that when we introduced the pick but that's going to do it for the pile on this week, Thanksgiving special. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, of course, all of our past episodes are all in the the logs of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find those past episodes there. Again, um, we're going to finish this up on Monday. We'll be back hopefully next Friday uh, for Week 13 preview. We're going to have some new games to talk about, new players. There's a couple big stories about next week as well. We're going to hope to bring that to you next week as well. Of course, for myself, your host, Michael Markoch, my co-host, Jada Coster. We hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving with your family. Hope it's safe. Hope everybody's all good. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week right here on the pylon.